0: Welcome to another episode of the Teach, Lead, Innovate podcast, a show committed to discussing bold and innovative ideas in education. I'm Dave Walker, a proud elementary school principal, adjunct professor of history, and avid cyclist, and I am so grateful that you are tuning in to today's episode. The focus of this week's episode is on the importance of school libraries, and boy, do we have a great show lined up for today. Blake Hopper is a former award-winning school librarian and current assistant principal at HY Livesey Middle School. He has over 10 years of experience in education. He is a 2023 library journal mover and shaker, two-time teacher of the year, and Claiborne County Economic Partnership impactful educator. He has served as Tennessee Association of School Librarian President, American Association of School Librarians Chapter Assembly Chair and currently serves on the TASL board and is on the AASL National Conference Committee. He loves book pushing, collaboration, and working to make school a place kids love. Welcome to the Teach, Lead, Innovate podcast, Blake. Hey, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey that brought you into education?
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, I have lived in Claiborne County my entire life. Um, I love this place. Um, I love this district. Um, I always want to give back to it, and make it the best that it can be uh, for the students that we have and the people that are moving to our area. So my journey into education started 11 years ago. I uh, went to Lincoln Memorial University, which is just across the street from the school that I'm at now, and um, I got my bachelor's degree, and then... Um, so I taught fourth grade that my first year, and then the librarian was retiring at the school that I was at. And um, they let me go ahead and take that position while I was working on my degree. Um, and then um, after I finished my master's, people talked me into going back in my EDS, and I decided I would get that administration. So it'd be um, different and have different um, opportunities. And, um, this past summer, um, a position opened up and I applied for it and, um, I've got it. So I was in the library for a nine, 10 years, no, nine years. And then I was in the classroom. I taught fourth and fifth grade when I was in the classroom.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that, that I'm background, the, I'm,
1: Blake. I've I want to be an educator too. So it just felt like that this was what the, the Lord wanted me to do and I just hand out the way. Oh, so, yeah, I am, and my wife's also a teacher, so she teaches at the theater school that feeds into middle school. I'm at; she teaches uh, second grade. Oh, that's
0: awesome! Look at that teaching family right there. So, yeah. like I said right. before, like today's podcast, we're talking about the importance of school libraries. So, I'm, I'm super interested to hear your thoughts. So. In- Just at the fundamental basic, right? Philosophically speaking, what do you think is the role of a school library today in 2023?
1: The role of a school librarian today and the school library today has dramatically changed over the years. So um, lots of times people see a librarian as a shushing place and a place that's just, but libraries are so much more than that. Um, They provide resources, tech help. Um, They're there to collaborate with teachers. They are there to do makerspace and innovative STEM projects. They are there to push books and help kids enjoy the love of reading. I always say the number one goal of a school librarian should be to um, really cultivate that love of uh, reading across the whole building. And if you're doing that, I think you're doing a pretty good job. But they have just changed so much and they're there to support. Uh, They're there to, I always tell teachers, they're there to help you. I've told my teachers that this year, that our school librarian is here to help you make your job easier. They can, um, they can get curate lists and resources and all the things that they need to support their state standards and make their job easier. And by the way, librarians have standards. Um, Your state might have not adopted them. They do have the American Association of School Librarians standards to help make them do the better job with their lessons and strengthen what they're doing in their programming
0: actually do have standards too in New Jersey, and I think that, and I think that's so important. And you you mm-hmm. hit you hit on so many things. Like I was going to ask you, like, how do you think the libraries have changed over the years? That you hit it. I remember when I was a kid, it was you walked, it was like, shh, shh, mm-hmm. and it has mm-hmm. changed, and it's just become this such a vibrant place. And you know, I, I talked to you a little bit before we, we we got on. Was that, you know, I think if you take a look at trends in the United States, in some areas, it seems like. S- our school libraries, some of them are, are going to the wayside in, in favor of, well, we need more space. We've got to put a classroom or or just, just computers. And I, and I think, no, like you said, there's so much more and you can blend the technology in with the library, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely all the time you can uh, blend in projects, you can teach them uh, correct ways to use the computers, correct ways to actually find research and correct ways to actually um, do it for STEM um, activities and make sure you're not violating copyright law. So there's all kinds of ways that you can all be um, be blended in there together and work perfectly. And that's another reason why I want to stress as an administrator for my teachers to work with the librarian, because they can collaborate and co-teach together. And it's like a beautiful partnership that they, the librarian can teach um, the research aspect, the, the teacher can be over here teaching the content aspect. And another thing about a library too, is there's multiple areas in the library. So there's areas for whole group teaching. There's areas for small group teaching. There's areas for reading. So a library is not just one big spot that only one class can be in there. There can be multiple classes depending on the size of your library going on in the library at one time.
0: It defies sort of our belief, at least for me, the memory of what a school library is, and and yes, it's very different again in my school too nowadays, but it, it isn't just a place where you go when you're quiet and, and one class at a time, it can be really a, a real bustling and robust place of learning yep. too. Um, so Blake, tell us about your library, your school, what makes it awesome?
1: Uh, the school I'm currently at the middle school. Yes. I thought you're asking. Uh, well, it's going to be awesome because we got to do a partnership, um, company KI furnishing I mm-hmm. um, thought it was cool that I had came from library to administrative world, and they had a unique perspective on things. So they partnered with me and my school to promote their um, their design competition. So if you're listening, and it's not before the 31st, go mm-hmm. Um And they uh, wanted really to promote that they're going to do libraries this year and that they're going to do classrooms this year. So they're giving three classrooms, 40000 each, and they're giving one library 40000 worth of furniture. So with that partnership, we decided I, uh, we worked with the librarian and we worked with the district technology team and the director of school, my principal. We uh, decided just to kind of remodel our library. So we have uh, painted it um, we've added some school colors in there. We've done a complete rearrange. Um, we weeded the library. Um, the collection was a little old. Now it's up into the 2000s. So that's uh, very important that we're not putting out misinformation or outdated information. Um, so it's going to be cool because we're going to have small group areas where kids can come in in the mornings, like chess, checker, tuzzles, stick togethers, all those things But we're going to have in the middle of the library. We're going to have like a lounge area where teachers can, or students can read, or teachers can read, or staff can read, it'll be with some lounge furniture. Um, and then at the back of the library, it's going to be like a whole group area where we have uh, tables on um, casters so we can wheel them around and uh, have whole group areas back there to where um, teachers can come in. St- um, the librarians can be doing whole group. We can have whole group meetings back there. So we're hoping it's going to be an awesome place that really, again, prioritizes that love of reading because we're going to have book displays and all the things. Um, and then it's also going to be a place that kids want to come Kind of hang out and just have time to to relax and just a a safe place for our kids too um i always said that i want the library to be a safe place for them i think that that this will be it'll provide that space for the for them to get away and just relax but also a place where like no they can come have a little fun um and not um, from the stresses of the day
0: that's phenomenal it's almost like a refuge too for the kids and and you guys are investing into your library. You are trying to make it uh, amazing for kids, and and I just uh, I'm I'm so impressed by that. Outstanding. Yeah. So, as a former school librarian, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced in that role, and how did you tackle them?
1: um I think the first thing was stereotype. Um, I mm-hmm. had to break through with that. While when I became a librarian at the libraries in my district, I felt were kind of like stagnated. They were there, but we weren't really promoting. We weren't really doing anything. So over the years, when I got more involved with uh, the Tennessee Association of School Librarians, the American Association of School Librarians, I decided I really needed to advocate promote libraries. So through that work, we really worked with district leaders to provide that PD time for librarians um, to, uh, to provide them a voice. Um, they let me be the teacher leader. So I was the voice for enrichment, um, classes, which included libraries. Um, so I got to be that voice for them. And I think that it really, I really wanted to advocate to put us on the map to be able to show that we are important and why we need to be there. Um, and I've always said too that people in the community are going to trust their people so if I'm promoting the good I think that I have a good name that could promote uh that that libraries are good and the things that they can do for the community and for the students and for the uh, for the staff so I really wanted to focus on that and really robust and get that get that going and I feel like that when I left library in July I feel like it was in a really good place I felt good about it and I feel like that the librarians we have really good librarians in my district I feel like that we're in a really good place to keep moving forward with our libraries
0: that's awesome and i think you know i can speak to my school librarian miss mary uh skromovsky she is phenomenal and you know for example during covid when everything was shut down the schools were shut down everything well she would go in she was uh, she would actually go in we were at that time we were cataloging our collections and we actually devised this, it was like a home delivery system for books. I would have yep. kids go they could go on, they could see what book they wanted, they could submit it. We had a Google form, and then Miss Mary would go in. We had it containers that went in. So the book went in and we sealed it and I went and dropped it off. And the reason I share that is I think that that school librarians are really innovative people. Oh yeah, and I, for sure. And you know, when you talked about the stereotype and that. I think that's something that you're right. Like it's still, we're still kind of dealing with that and, and we shouldn't, we should be moving way past that because I feel that school
1: librarians, I think they're super underestimated. Oh yeah, for sure. People don't, people don't realize what all they can do and mm-hmm. they, they think again, they're just there to kind of planning and kind of there to check out a book and go on to a job, like. but no, they're not, they're there right. for so much more. And if given the correct time and the correct resources and support it can be a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm um, so, so lucky that I had a wonderful principal at um, TNT Primary School. She supported me, and my assistant principal, he supported me. And um, I think that when I came there five years ago, I think they were a little apprehensive about what I was going to do. And, but they, they allowed me that freedom to um, clean the library up, paint it, weed it, arrange it. Um, we, we worked on getting new furniture, um, I looked up in a Lifeway Christian, well, it wasn't, it wasn't good that the Lifeway Christian store was closing, but it was, so I looked up and got some display furniture and uh circulation desk from there. And we worked on, um, we got community sponsors to sponsor new tables, um, so we can have tables on casters. Um, so I feel like that really, if you have those things, that it can be a, a beautiful thing. And she also allowed me time. So. I had fixed schedule in the middle of the day, but I had flex time at the beginning at the end of the day. And that allowed me to see all the kids, check out books, do mini lessons, do all the things I wanted to do. But then the beginning and the middle of the day allowed me to do that tech time and that collaborative time. And um, led the, and it allowed the library to be open all day long. Our kids had access to books, eight hours a day, five days a week, because they knew they could come in and check out. You need time. If I was teaching a lesson, that's okay. They can do self-checkout. Our goal was to make sure they knew they could have access to books at um, any time. So I think those things really will bud um, a relationship with them. So if, if administrators on here is listening, make sure that you're, number one, supporting them, trusting them, giving them the resources they need. And it'll be, it'll be a great, great thing.
0: I'm glad you would mention that because I was going to, it was going to be one of the next questions. How could administrator support? And you, you've said it. And, and I think that's big. I think you said it's, it's not just. It's not just a place where we go and, you know, we just take out books like it it can be so much more, but you have to have that administrator support. I think that's that's crucial. Now, as administrators, we often face budget constraints. So how do you how do you navigate or what suggestions you have? How do you navigate those challenges in regard to building up, say, your library collections, furniture, stuff like that? Is there any funding yeah. advice you can offer or any any ideas?
1: Um so in my in my district and state that the state sent the monies was automatically allocated to us. Um but if you're in a state that doesn't do that, I would always work on maybe finding it if, if you get um depending on how your funding provided, maybe write in something, write it in the line item to try to do that. Um book fairs are also a really great way to do that. I would just supplement my library by about five thousand dollars from uh, from book fairs. And then I'd also wow. look for grants and things that I could do like um, KI furniture grant or, um, the load grants. Um, if your district allows donors choose, those were super quick, easy ways, um, to do it. Build up your collection. Um, I always say that donors choose, it's not as easy to get like iPads and stuff, but it's easy to do a small, like three or $400 book order through donors choose. Um, and then like the, your local associations tassel for me, I'm American association librarians, all those offer grants all the time to provide, books and provide resources for your library. So there's ways to find it if you're not being um, completely um, funded by the district or from the, the school. It's just, you just have to kind of sit down and think about it. And another way that I did it was I wanted, I didn't want to spend all my budget on furniture. So I just sent out a sponsorship letter. I said, "Dear community we sponsors. Um, we're wanting to right. write or we're wanting to make the library space a new space, blah, 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 blah. blah. And uh, we got $2,500 from those letters um, and it was enough to buy all the tables we needed for the library. So just simple things like wow. that. And I think it's too, is librarians are just scared. They're, I feel like that sometimes librarians are kind of introvert by nature and they're just scared to step out and uh, ask for needs or ask for help. And they're also scared to kind of let their library leak and um, toot their own horn, but they they can't be. They have to. They have to get out of that and really show all the things uh, that they're doing. In my district, when I was a librarian, I did day, I did monthly stat graphics, um, and then my supervisor was like, "I really like that." So now all the libraries in my district monthly stat graphics to show off all the things that they're doing, and show the usage of the library. So you really can't be afraid to let your library leak or let um, let uh, show off what you're doing. Toot your own horn to, to let them know that. And sometimes as a principal, maybe you could go and boost your librarian and say, Hey, I've noticed this. Why don't you talk about this? Why don't you do a staff PD on this? Why don't you show this off in the community? Because, and for whatever reason, I, I guess it's a stereotype, but I feel like lots of librarians are just kind of introverted by nature and don't really want to push themselves.
0: It's okay to, toot your own horn. You need to, as a, as a school librarian. And, uh, and and I love the idea of the librarian offering PD and, and playing that, that very meaningful role, even beyond, beyond library into the, the academic life of the, of the school. It's a great suggestion there. So Blake, can you share a memorable story or experience from your time as a school librarian that left a lasting impact
1: on you? Um, I think back to my first year as a school librarian, um, a student came up to me, um, she was a black student and she said that she had, uh, she had never seen, um, herself in a book. And that's when it made me realize Mm -hmm. the power library have, and that our library was really wide. it needed to represent our students and, um, the ones we had. So I always made it my goal throughout the whole time I was a librarian to make sure that my student body was represented in my library. And last year we had a student move from India. So uh, they celebrate Diwali and um, I learned how to pronounce that. And then I ordered books on Diwali and he was so excited to show it that he had books about something that he celebrates in his country. So the little things like that, a librarian can really help with and really make students feel included um in their um library and another funny thing that will always last with me is we started the tnt reads campaign mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll create graphics um and post them on social media and stuff then i also print them as posters to post in the library or post around the school and my principal i can't remember if it was uh, miss suzanne or mr painter i don't know which principal was but anyways they came up to me and they're like we have a problem and i was like what's the problem and they said, the kindergarteners are crying because they think all these kids are missing that are posted around the school. So I always felt like that was the funniest, about one of my funniest moments of the school librarian is I freaked out the kindergarten, all 120 kindergarteners because they thought all these kids were missing around the school that we had posted pictures of reading around the school. So those were two really memorable, uh, moments, uh, for that. And I guess another one is too, is just that, um. Uh, the impact that I really feel like that. I'm not telling my own horn. I just really feel like that really I've improved. Toot your own horn. Toot it. (laughs) And we've really shown off all the things that we've done. And I think that libraries are getting in a better place uh, right now. Thank you for sharing those. And I, you know, I think
0: the representation does matter. I think for our kids to be able to see themselves in the books, that doesn't just go as much as like identifying it that increases literacy. They want to read. And and wow. and, and I think that that's the, that is one of the best things that our school librarians today can do. I know that when I first got to my school and I went to the library, it was like day one. I wanted to see what was in there. And there was a couple of books from when John F. Kennedy was the president. And I said, you know, we had to get a librarian in. and And she has worked diligently over the years to weed those books that are, that were just ancient mm-hmm. and we're just, and bring in collections that represent the kids that we have. And I think you hit on, you hit on. it. And I think that that's just an amazing thing to do for kids and just to promote literacy.
1: Right. So
0: I have one more question for you and I really appreciate, I know you're, you're working today and, uh, and it's the week of you guys are about to go on to uh, break. So uh, that's crazy. We're actually on
1: break. Like, All we right. got out the 15th. People around oh. us are um, they are still in school right now. So we're feeling sorry <laughs> for them. So Blake, what do you love most about your
0: job as an assistant principal? What are you doing now?
1: Um, I love that I am, again, getting involved with all of the students. I love that I am helping uh, lead and taking the charge of providing good education for their kids. And I love that connections that we have um, surprisingly, I love the business busy busy-ness of it. I guess is a word. I don't know. Uh, that I thought in the classroom time, kind of slow librarian, kind of went faster, but as an, as an administrator, it's like, boom, it is gone. It, it <laughs> was horrible. I love that. I love just getting to make our students have, feel safe and have a good quality place to come and have education. I love working with my principal, Miss Brock. Um, she's, she's awesome. I'm really excited to get to learn from her and i and I loved uh, that she and I, uh, her and I uh, share a lot of the same qualities um, and that we both really want to make sure That's that our teachers feel like that they want to come in and have a, a supportive place that they can teach and do their job and not be bogged down with all the days because I know that um, there's lots of burnout or whatever so we want to try to help prevent that and I feel like as a leader, that's my number one goal is making sure my students feel safe, making sure that our teachers feel that they are supported and making sure that we really promote our school to show that we, that we are, um, the best. I say that, uh, we are Livesey. see is the best to Eagles. Every time I'm on the air call, just to promote and get that ingrained in their head that they are yeah. the best. Well, I can just tell by the way you speak about your school,
0: about your principal, about your students, that, that your school is very lucky to have you, Blake. Keep up the amazing work. Blake, it has been a tremendous pleasure to have you on today to talk to you about the importance of school libraries. And I'm going to put your social media handle, your Instagram, so everyone will see that here. Make sure you follow Blake. He has great, great tips, great suggestions on there. He's a wealth of knowledge. All right, everyone. Until we meet again, stay inspired, stay positive, and have the best day ever.